How's she going? I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. We play in a band called Bearings. And you're listening to We Podcast. And we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 178 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the last week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn phone call in the business, Sam Matura. You know I had a call collect. <laughs> so you might hear Sam in a different quality than normal. This is the first time we've ever done this. It's going to be weird, too, because usually we can we don't really interrupt each other because we're always in the same room so we can see each other. This one's going to be a little different tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're bringing it to you uh, with Sam over the phone as we are practicing our social distancing. Yes, because, you know, this this virus is a bastard. And we didn't want to join the list of things that were canceled. So uh, we just decided to do the pod over the phone. Uh, and that's how we're going to roll for the time being. But again, same great content, same great host, same great time. Uh, just a little different from the delivery perspective. Yeah, just thank God for technology. We're able to do this at a safe distance. That's right. So send us an email with any of your nerdy questions that we podcast and we know things at gmail.com. You can also sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash we pod squad. If you want to help support the show monetarily each month, drop us a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever you can contribute and you get sweet rewards in terms of bonus episodes. Um greeting cards all the cool stuff you can come on the show we have a lot of cool things that we do for our patrons so if you want to join that we'd appreciate it because every dollar we make it helps the show out and if you guys help us win a top three so we don't have to come with it that's a bonus that's totally a bonus uh also uh send us an itunes or Castbox wherever you're listening to it spotify leave us a rating and review we read them all on the air and we would love that so uh before we get into the show we're going to give you a quick rundown we're going to start with our pick of the week then our trivia section, Sam's going to take over for there in gaming, where basically every game of 2020 is coming out in one day. Uh, so we have a lot of reviews to read in gaming. Then I'll take back over for movies, TV, some wrestling stories, an update on a story we had last week. A new segment we're going to unveil, a little funny little new segment. Before I kick it back over to Sam for his CGC Spotlight of the Week, and we will get on out of here. So let's get started, Sam. Uh, we had an awesome guest on the show last week, and we just want to give yeah, a, a quick shout-out to Matt Carlson from A Will Away. That episode is available now. We hyped it up last week, but now we can talk. It's out. We can talk about what we talked about, and you can go listen to it right now. Yeah, super nice guy. Took you know, 30, 40 minutes of chat with us before the show. Could have been a, a better interview. Yeah, he, we found out what type of Chinese food he likes. We're not even going to tell you the answer to that. You're going to have to listen to that podcast yourself <laughs> to find out. Yeah. Well, we found out some memories he had of Boston and New York as he, he is from Naugatuck, Connecticut, um, hanging out with the boys in Connecticut. There was even a little mis, little mishap about a camp. So I shot uh, – actually, I received a DM from one of the guys in Connecticut who listened to the interview. And he's like, dude, I was uh, – uh, Let's say I was not in a state of mind when I texted you that, <laughs> so it shouldn't it shouldn't have said camp. I meant his recording studio. Oh, that's freaking great! <laughs> yeah, so I feel bad we didn't ask Matt about his recording studio. They have like a bunch of state of the art stuff. They're doing a podcast center in there too. So just shout out to that recording studio too. But a lot of good stuff in the conversation. We just want to take a second to thank Matt Carlson from A Will Away, a band I love, to uh, to say thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, and I'm sure he said he'd be on again. So you know. Never say never. We also were supposed to have an interview this past Monday, but because of all the things happening and because of the technical challenges that Sam and I are going through, we didn't want our first episode away from each other to be an interview. 
um, and try to face those challenges. We wanted to, to kind of make sure we had some time to smooth out the process of us doing this show remotely from each other and you know all that stuff before we brought on a guest. So our interview with Local Nomad, thanks for liking us on Facebook today. We appreciate that, Mike, and also on Instagram. Um, that has been postponed. The date has not been determined, the makeup date, but we're working through that to see when that will happen. But that's not canceled, just postponed. So look forward to our interview with Local Nomad. Check out his new single, by the way. Uh, I think it's called Gate or Gates. You can check that out right now. So, Sam, let's get into it. What is your pick of the week? So I finally saw it. <clears throat> Thank you, Amazon. Superman Red Sun. Everyone got to see, you know, two weeks earlier because it's always out on digital, but I wait for that physical copy. Um, it's basically the Russian version of Superman. You also get the Russian version of Batman and Wonder Woman, but the Russian version of Batman is absolutely badass. That alone is the reason you go have to go watch it. It's only 84 minutes long. No, no, I didn't see any rating on nothing on Rotten Tomatoes or nothing, but I will say I will agree with the critics. The, so a lot of the anima- uh, uh, animation was it did look a little cheap. Yeah, I have to call that out. Yeah. So I mean, again, I, I still think it's worth a watch. They didn't stick with the comic, maybe as much as I wanted to, but I can appreciate a different take, something new. So that's why I, I you know, I, I consider it like a mid tier DC film. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, on the actual Blu-ray disc, you get a sneak peek of the the next animated movie, the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That looks fantastic. I believe that's the closeout of like the storyline they've been pushing with for Darkseid. So I think after that, we might get like a little refresh on the Justice League. And there was also a DC showcase short of the Phantom Stranger directed by Bruce Tim. Oh, that's awesome. Nice little short. I thought it was really good. Michael Rosenbaum played the little villain in that little voice role. I thought that was pretty good. So to me, that alone was worth the 16 bucks for the physical copy rather than having it on digital. You get a little bit extra. Yeah. So that's my pick of the week. Superman Red Sun. Mine is a blast from the past. And uh, I was like going through Netflix as you know, we're looking for stuff to watch. And for me, I was like, okay, what's something that while um, you know, putting together stuff for work or you know, laying in bed at night or just whatever. What can I just have on in the background to watch? And I wanted something that uh, was easy enough that we didn't have to pay as much attention to, but also something that would kick ass. And I found it. And I and I remember why I loved it so as a child, because uh, it is just pure fun. And you can l- watch it right now on Netflix. I'm talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, he said the classic. Dude, it's so badly great. Like, I love oh, everything it, about uh, it. It's cheesy as hell. Yeah, man. But it's it's fun. It's like a fun cheese. I remember just loving all the monsters and having all of those toys growing up. So it was nice, like the eye monster and the pumpkin head who raps and all that yep. stuff. The, pi- yep. the pig who eats the he has a stoplight on his head or something and he eats everything. Like, it was so much fun to just have it on in the background. It's got, like... 200 something episodes of Power Rangers. I only personally stick to Mighty Morphin the first two seasons. Same. Um, Same. Yeah. And I'll, I'll dabble into when Steve Cardenius and um, Johnny Youngbosch kind of took over some roles there. I'll di- I'll dabble, but I don't really love it. I actually really just mainly love the first and original cast. Yeah. Same here. And you said it best, literally a blast from the past. Yeah. All right, so that is, that is my pick of the week, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's available now on Netflix if you want to go watch it. Sam, I'm going to give you the trivia question first this week. Uh, All right, I'll take it. It is not a year question, and it is a PlayStation question. 
Okay. So hopefully, see if I can cheat on. Let's see if I can cheat online. Uh, I, I <laughs> oh, dude, oh my god, dude, don't you dare! See, I didn't even think see, about guys, it. I see. I didn't have to share that information. I'm in my computer. I can look up any question he asks. I could just listen to, for the son of a bitch typing. I'll hear it. No, nope. I got super sonic here. Greg, you're. I can put you on mute. You ain't gonna hear nothing, <laughs> bro. I'm ten steps ahead of you, but I won't do it. What? I'll be. I'll, I'll be honest. What PlayStation console or handheld was home to the very first Resistance game? Resistance? Mm-hmm. The first person shooter with aliens the resistance very, fall, man. Yeah, no, I I love that franchise. Um uh, I'll go PS2. Incorrect. It is PS3. As a matter of fact, all three main series resistance games were all on PS3. There was one PSP and one PS Vita side game, but no other console. Yeah, I, I knew there was a Vita. I, I thought it was PS2. I huh. thought you were going to go PS2 or PSP. I, I knew that you knew they were on PS3, but I figured because the third one was on three, you would think that the first two. Oh, I wonder why the hell I was thinking of two. Huh. All right. Pissed. All right, I, I still feel like I asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask it because I'm a Rocky guy. Who was the very first boxer that Rocky Balboa beats in the film series Rocky? It's Apollo. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, before we say it's Apollo Creed, because that's the first, like, main series. This could be a trick question. Uh, could be. Because uh, he beats Creed in two after losing to him in one. Um, and does he have any like minor fights? Are you, I feel like if I ask you or if you're including minor fights that might spoil it. So I'm going to stay away from that. I'm just going to go with the obvious answer that I know is Apollo Creed, hoping that this isn't a semi trick question. Incorrect. Yeah. And right in the beginning of Rocky, literally right in the beginning, he beats Spider Rico. He knocks him out. Yeah. You did not ask me that before. I don't know why I was like, asking this. Every question I ask, I'm like, I had to ask this before. <laughs> no, dude, you're you're on the ball. You did not ask ask me that before, but uh, I did not know hey. the answer. Hey, you're you're still in the lead. You're still winning one. It is it is one nothing in our race to eleven. Win by two. And I'll start off in the gaming space. We'll start off with a couple of reviews, but the big game that I know a lot of people are hyped for: Animal Crossing: New Horizons. The Legend of Zelda. Pokemon, and Super Mario each found new life on the Nintendo Switch, and following those games uh, in kind is Animal Crossing New Horizons, an expanded, polished, next-generation reboot of a classic Nintendo game. But perhaps more importantly, like Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, New Horizons is full of surprises. I cannot wait to see what's to come. Seeing cool custom islands from the community, special events, season changes. It took too long to get to the most exciting part of my island renovation, but now that all of New Horizons is spread before me, I have plenty to do and big plans for my island. So much to look forward to. I'll go a solid 9-0. It was a solid 9-0. Correct. Okay, now, I saw on Twitter before that you were talking Uh-oh. to a friend about getting it. Uh-oh. No so, way. Spill, spill, the, spill the deets. Uh, I'm just going to read the tweets instead of uh, instead of spilling the deets. Because oh, after I asked on Twitter, I never went back on, so I never wanted to follow through. So I was like, you know what? I'll just follow up on the show. I was, I was waiting. So I didn't even ask him if I could read this text on, on the air, but I'm just going to instead. <laughs> at at 6.35 p.m. Eastern time, I, I did text... Friend of the show, Chris Shriver, who is an Animal Crossing Nailed fan. Nailed it. Yeah, who is an Animal Crossing fan. I said, 
all I said was convince me to buy New Horizons. That's all I said. He said, and I quote, fuck you. It's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, driver. You're about to be trapped in your house for months. We can plant fruit together. And Isabel is there. I said, wow, that second text is so much less aggressive than the first. He said, Animal Crossing, baby. Then he said, what are you on the fence about? I said, everything. I've never played an Animal Crossing. I love Stardew Valley, but with a child, uh, it's so hard to have a consistent gaming schedule. And I feel like AC is something you have to play every day. He said, it's way less punishing than it used to be. New Leaf, which was, I believe, its 3DS counterpart, made it a lot less of a chore. And honestly, you can get yourself into a routine of playing like 30 minutes a day. So it's not a huge commitment. Then like 10 minutes later, I sent him a screenshot of me downloading the game with God damn it. Hey, Vincent. That's good to hear. And then he said, my boy. <laughs> hey, I'm glad he convinced you. Hopefully you like it, though. Hopefully you didn't just throw your money away. Yeah, so I – oh, dude, I better not have because uh, I was definitely <laughs> apprehensive about buying this game, and I still oh, am. I remember. I, I remember. still very much am. I've never played Animal Crossing before. I mean, like, I played, like, 10 minutes of, of – It doesn't the, even count. It, but, you know, I got into it enough to know what it's all about. Um, and I've seen it because I'm such a big gamer. Tonight's top three we're going to do a little bit later is top three video game franchises that we've never played before but really want to. And uh, uh, okay, I, I played one for like five minutes. It's on my list. I, I hope that's okay. I disqualified Animal Crossing because I played it for ten minutes. So I don't think... No, okay, well, okay, no, well, see, you already bought the game, so it's so facto, it doesn't even count. But I, I wasn't even going to have it on my list regardless. Like, if even if I never played it, I still feel okay. more strongly okay. about the three that I did pick. But yeah, so I, I caved and I bought Animal Crossing. I know, I, that's good. You're weak. <laughs> Next review up, we got MLB The Show 20. In what feels like a minor but noticeable update, MLB The Show 20 doesn't break what wasn't broken. So, uh, developer Sony San Diego has tweaked and tightened everything that was presented in 19, and as a result, playing baseball on a console has never been this fluid. But even with the excellent new showdown mode, longtime fans may be just a little turned off by the lack of big new changes. That said, those who haven't picked up MLB The Show since 17 or 18 will absolutely find The Show 20 is the best place to pick the series back up. 8 5 uh, and I will say, I am not purchasing the show 20. Oh, I, um, I was, I was going to ask you because I know you're a huge baseball you know, game player. Right, right. And and also, you know, we are probably going to be away from social life for a while. Um, yeah. So it would be a perfect time to get some sports, especially with sports canceled. But I still have the show 19. I didn't trade it in. And I didn't play a ton of it. Um, and Harper's on the cover of that. So I'm, I'm never going to get rid of that one. So I'm just going to play 19 if I'm if I'm hankering for baseball. You know what I mean? No, I don't blame you. You can't get rid of Bryce. Yeah, no, nah, he'll never. No, I regret. I I got rid of Roy Halladay was on the cover of Two K Thirteen, and I got rid of that, and then he passed away, and I was like, well, I guess I'm buying five copies of this game. Yeah. Now, well, you know, we got when we talk when we do have our friend Austin on. We know we have to mention Bryce Harper because he's he's a little butthurt. <laughs> well, then the Nats won the World Series. I think he got over it pretty quick. No, and that's what I'm saying. But you know, he still hates him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Next game up, we got a big game, actually. Doom Eternal. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Um, 
Man, this is. Uh, I've, I've been watching a ton of gameplay. It looks bananas. Yeah, and and you know what? It's out now. As a matter of fact, I mean, all these games are out now. By the time you're hearing this, but they dropped Doom a day early just so people could practice social distancing because it was supposed to come out the same day as Animal Crossing, and they didn't want too many people at stores at once picking this picking this game up. So they did a great thing and dropped it a day early for people. But here's the review for that. Simply put, wait, 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 yeah, wait yeah. before you start, when they dropped it, was it digitally only or was it in stores? No, also? physical, physical. That way they could have oh, people Amazon. practice. Oh, cool, cool, cool. That awesome. way they could practice okay. people uh, social distancing. I don't know if it was Amazon like delivery, but in stores like GameStop sold it a day early, hmm. which is it's, it's good. It's good to see that. Yeah. Simply put, Doom Eternal is one of the best first person shooter campaigns I've played in years. As the second game of its kind, it's lost some of its novelty, but none of the joy of its intense and furious combat style. This excellent refinement of an already outstanding 2016 reboot makes you an unspoken deal. If you can keep up with it, it will keep up with you. It continually teaches you how to play faster, smarter, and more efficiently with lots of options at every step, the way trailer fights to pretend you're... I'm sorry, the way, ta- the way to tailor fights to your preferred slaying style is an absolute blast along the way. Solid 9-0. Very solid 9-0. Yeah. Dude, like, the gameplay was, was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, don't, like, I think it, it was so fast. I was having, like, trouble keeping up. I was like, damn, I, either I'm getting rusty in games or I'm just getting old. Yeah, Doom Guy is, uh, number one, he's iconic. Number two, he knows how to slay some bitches. So it is... Uh, it's fast and furious. It's the type of game where, first of all, watch the speed run. You'll go nuts. Secondly, it's the type of game where I like to watch more than I like to play. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, first-person shooters aren't exactly my cup of tea, but like if they're inventive and stylistic and first – and I mean like quite frankly, they take place in hell as you're killing demons. I'm into yeah. it. So it just – it's something I can't really play, but I like watching it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. We finally got some PS5 details. Yeah, and we got some more Xbox One Series X details as well. So I thought we would just lump them in and do like a quick comparison. Um, that, that way you can just see what you're up against for each console. We didn't get the unveiling of the PS5, the look. We didn't get the controller um, in full the way it could look with the console. But we kind of have an idea of what the, what the controller is going to look like. Uh, we did get the Xbox One Series X controller. It's just... A slimmer Xbox One controller, but with a much better D-pad. So at least they made some some um, what's the word improvements there. So here is the differences between the Xbox One. I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X and the PS5. The Xbox Series X will have 12.155 teraflops compared to 10.28 for the PS5. So a pretty big difference in teraflops, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> the Xbox Series X will have a terabyte of internal storage. On a solid-state drive, which is insane, number one, solid-state drives are the only way to go in 2020, albeit expensive and... Um, very expensive. Yeah, expensive, but very quiet, very fast, and, and the way to go with ex- uh, expandable and not expandable storage. 825 gigs in the PS5, so... The, That's a solid A25. The PS5, solid. the PS5, it's 325 more than the standard PS4. It is on a solid-state drive. We're going to get, you know... The, the, the problem with a terabyte and even 820, I'm sorry, the problem at 825 and even a terabyte is the fact that a lot of that memory is just going to be held with the UI, um, the actual interface 
takes up so much storage space nowadays. You buy an iPhone, you look at your memory without even putting something on it, and oh, yeah, it's yeah, gone yeah. because of yep. the iOS. So it's the same thing with with Xbox and PlayStation. That stuff saves to the drive. So you know, while you're getting more stores than you have now with your PS5, and I think that works for you really well, Sam, at 825, because of the amount of games you play, it's not a lot of storage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's it, it's fine, and like I know also we can add on, like I believe we can add on space. Yeah, I both, believe, and yeah. both both consoles can take an external. Yeah, so it's like I'm fine, you know, I'm happy. Both both, both systems are, are are adequate. Yeah, for sure. And then 3.5 gigahertz CPU clock for the PS5, 3.8 gigahertz for the Xbox Series X, uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR6 RAM, which is insane. DDR6 is the Latest and greatest in terms of RAM, so that's the both uh, both for the same console. How about yes. same for both consoles? Yeah, it's the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, major yeah. focus on audio for both. PlayStation said at one point that Mark Cerny said he would like to take pictures of your ears. I don't understand where that was coming from. Um, and backwards compatibility is the big question mark. Uh, Xbox said you're going to be able to play every Xbox game from every Xbox console all the way back to the original. PlayStation said not so fast. We're not going to do back compat, but you will be able to play a lot of the more popular PS4 games. I mean, that that's fine with me. I mean, I still have my PS4. I still got two PS3s. Like, so if I really want to backlog, like, I'm good there. And, I, and you know they're going to pick the classics for PS4. Like, I, I shouldn't have to worry at all. Yeah, I think it's I – would, I would imagine it's less to, like, their choice and more to – like specs of the actual game. Like I'd imagine like a single player game, like God of War is a hundred percent Spider-Man a hundred percent. Cause they're single player. They don't have to worry about servers and online yeah. and things like this. They can just go, you can just go play the game. So I, you know, horizon zero dawn, the last of us remastered. I think like a lot of that will be even the last of us two. If you get the PS4 version of that goes to Tsushima, uh, what's the new one coming out to, uh, or the one that came out Sekiro shatters died twice. I think yep. all that stuff will be back and pat. Um, I think the games like a Call They're of Duty, enough. stuff like that might God not be. No, God of War definitely will be just again yeah. because I think it's more of the single player versus the online component. Um, but listen, both both consoles are going to be stacked to shit. Uh, to me, this says that the Xbox Series X is probably going to launch at a five hundred dollar price point, and PS Four is going to be four hundred or four fifty. Yeah, that, that's the first thing you said. Like, well, come going off the stats. PlayStation should be a little bit cheaper. Like, I would love a $400 price point. Yeah, now, Xbox and PlayStation both did these live stream events for GDC online. They basically took the conference they were going to do at GDC, which is a tech conference, not a gaming conference. So they were getting very technical with the specs. And they live streamed that for the first time. So people were getting excited, like, this is going to be the reveal. Like, no, it never was going to be. This was always going to be a techie thing. And it's going to be really like boring as shit. And it turned out to be that's what it was. But from what I'm hearing from a lot of gaming insiders on Twitter, a lot of game developers, and then Jason Schreier from Kotaku, who I really trust, he said, don't be, don't read the PS5 just on the surface. This thing's going to be a beast under the hood. There's things they're not telling you yet. And at the end of the day, it very well could be more powerful than Xbox Series X, even though... Uh, they didn't mention it up front, or it doesn't look like it will be on the, the one-to-one comparison. There's going to be a lot of features that the PS5 has that haven't been announced yet that could make this thing more powerful. So be on the lookout for something like that. That's exciting. Sneaky devils. It could be a $500, $500 console, though, both of them at 500 If that's the case, it could just both be priced equally. And let let fuck it, dude. Like Let the games be the thing that decides it. The, rep, the previous reputation in the games, Sony's got them on both of that right now. 
So expect the PS5 to probably be the higher seller. But at the same time, dude, what if coronavirus, you know, delays the delays the uh, the launch of these consoles or or another thing? I don't know if a lot of people are thinking or talking about. What if the economy takes such a hit that when these consoles do launch that we haven't rebounded yet and sales get crushed because nobody can afford a five hundred dollar console? No, dude, that's actually a great point right now. There's a lot of people right now that are struggling with this 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 shutdown. I think it's X- scary. Xbox could just come out and just ship a thousand Xbox One Series X's across the country to random people. There you go. There's their win. They'll get everybody back. Oh my! That. I mean, Christ, that's a great idea. One shows so, up on your door. You just trade it into GameStop. Oh uh, no! I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll tra- hey, I'll trade it for a PlayStation. Come on. <laughs> you can just give, give it, it to up. me. Give it to me. Give it to your boy. That's it. Yeah, then you, yeah, you do PlayStation for me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all the, the details we had for ps5 and xbox yeah but well one good thing coming for xbox gears 5 at launch yeah so gears 5 is going to get an update for xbox series x at launch so you don't even have to plug in the the uh, xbox one version um you can and i believe they're going to do like an in-game update to like an xbox series x version and they'll probably come out with another skew of like the series x like hard skew so you can buy it natively for the console. So um, it's going to look bigger. It's going to look better. There was even accessibility talk about Jack, the robot in there and like new ways to play it. So they're going to give gears five, a nice little overhaul for series X. So, you know, at launch, you're going to have something to play. If you missed gears five somehow. Now, is this something that interests you that you might purchase it now at launch because of the gears five? I will. No, I'm going to stay away from PS five for a while and Xbox series X. What I'm going to probably do is, um, once a nice little run of PS five exclusives hit, I'm going to buy the PS five. I'm probably just going to skip the series X altogether. Uh, I have two Xbox ones and they both work fine. I, you know, Halo Infinite is launching on Xbox One, and Gears 5 is already there. There's no other Xbox exclusive that they've announced yet that I'm like, oh, got to go buy a Series X for it. And I'm not a Halo player to the point where I would need a yeah. Series X, especially if it's coming to one. So uh, I'm going gotcha. to stick with my ones for a while, but PS5 will be the next-gen console that I get eventually when when I do feel like making the jump. That's my boy. Now, our favorite, we got the February MPD. And I got one I got one better for you, buddy. They actually dropped the top 20 this month, not the top 10. All right. I like it. So let's, Hopefully we get some more PlayStation games. Let's just not bullied by Nintendo. Let's do the top 20 best-selling games for February 2020 uh, in order from 20 to 1. Sam said he wants more PlayStation games on the list and less Nintendo. Well, here you go, baby. Number 20, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. <laughs> perfect exclusively for the nintendo switch let's go uh number 19 need for speed heat number 18 tom clancy's rainbow six siege number 17 fifa 20 number 16 just dance 2020 number 15 pokemon sword number 14 the legend of zelda breath of the wild number 13 yeah tell me about it number 13 red red dead redemption 2 number 12 luigi's mansion 3 Number 11, Minecraft. Number 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Hanging by a thread. Number 9, Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Nice. Number nice. 8, Madden 20. Number right, 7. Mario Kart? Number 7, dude. You ready for this? I'm ready. Ring Fit Adventure. Wow. 
Hey, well, hey, people are inside now. Dude, I think for March, it's going to be a thing because this is really when the self kind of isolation and, and social distancing thing happened and gyms are closing in March. I wouldn't be surprised to see ring fit sold it's out number one. everywhere. I put that on Twitter <laughs> like a week ago of like, thank God for ring fit adventure. Um, num- hey, you really love it. Number six, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, nice. I lent that to my nephew. He had it for two months. I really wanted it, like had the urge to play it. Randomly, my brother-in-law was like, hey, Ryan's ready to give it back to you. Do you want it? I said, no problem. He gives it back to me. I wasn't in my office when he gave it back to me, so he put it in my drawer. Well, that was the last day I worked from the office, and I forgot to bring it home. Uh, <laughs> so I have four Piss. Nintendo. I have four Nintendo Switch games in my office right now. Yes, the door's locked, assholes. And... Uh, I can't touch them for until I go back to work. So there's that. Uh, uh, I could go to get them or have somebody get them for me, but I'm not that desperate. Uh, nah, nah. Tom Clancy's The Division 2 is number five, and I believe that's an older game, and I believe it's because it was on sale for like three bucks on PlayStation. And it's wow. a it's all, it's from 2018 or 19. Like, it's a really good game. So nice to see people jumped on that sale. Number four, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Nice. Number three, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. I I I, I, for, I, dude, I don't understand. It's it. GTA Online, man. They keep padding that game with with content to this day, so people keep buying it. <sighs> I, Unbelievable. There's a really funny trailer uh, that Rockstar themselves put out on on uh, YouTube, and it's a Grand Theft Auto Six trailer, and obviously they have a lot of subscribers and a lot of people that follow them. And with this self quarantine, a lot more people are on YouTube and would get super hyped over a GTA six announcement. So yeah. they drop the trailer, you click on it, they Rick roll you. Oh, it's just a minute of never going to give you uh never going to let oh, that's you. Great. Did that's good, great. So good for them. Alan Santos, friend of the podcast. Yeah. He, he posted on his Facebook. I, I fell for it. That's great. Uh, number two, NBA 2K20, and that's right now on sale on the Switch for like 15 bucks. So go for that. And number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Hey, that's always going to be up there. Yeah, for sure. The Fiends. And we'll, we'll go right into our top three. We got our top three game franchises we never played, but want to. Yeah, I'll start. I'll, yeah, I'll start us okay. off. This is a, less of a franchise. It's actually a single game, um, but it's no longer a franchise. They never made a sequel and they probably never will. So I'm counting it as a franchise and it's little Samson. And this is a game. Uh, it's only on the NES. I have talked about this game many a time before and uh, whether it was on the pod or not. And it's the type of game where um, it was released very, 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 very late in the, um, NES life cycle. I believe it came out in 93, maybe even 94. So it came out after the Super Nintendo was already around 1992, November 1st, 1992. It's a one player game uh, from Taito on the NES. It came out, uh, like I said, in 92, right at the end of the life cycle. So the Super Nintendo was already out and it came out in a very limited quantity. If you want the game right now, a loose copy is $1,100. Holy shit. That's the value of it on price charting, not on eBay. On eBay, it goes for a lot more. Oh, it's probably, do- it's probably double that. Yeah, guy. on Amazon, it's going for 16 On eBay, uh, it's going for... You can get one for 800 I don't know if that's a real one or not. Um, if you want it complete in box, $3,000. Oh, 
Yeah, I believe it. The, hey, Dom probably has it. The, I wouldn't be surprised. The box alone is $613, and the manual is 475 If you want it new, Sam, factory sealed, how much do you think it would cost? Uh, if I had to take a guess, I'd say about like seven grand. Ten. Well, nine. Ninety-one. So this is a game I will never play. That's why I put it up there. I'm never (laughs) going to own this game unless I get really lucky and go to a a yard sale and somebody has it out and they don't know what they have. This game's extremely, extremely rare. Uh, A game uh, YouTube series that I follow, The Game Chasers, a great show, 75 episodes on YouTube. They found one at a flea market. A lady had it in a box for five bucks and she didn't know about it. And they they got it for five dollars or maybe ten dollars. But it's a $1,000 game, so um, I'll never play it. It's a really cute platformer where you can take – go ahead. And what was it called again? Little Samson. Little Samson. Yeah, it's um, extremely, extremely rare. Classic Game Junkie had one um, in the glass case for a, a long time, and then they had a reproduction cart, which even those are expensive. So uh, I will never play it, at least legitimately. I will never own the cartridge, so that's why I have it on here because I've always wanted to own this game, but – it's too expensive, and I never will. Three is actually your favorite franchise, Bioshock. Oh my God! I have it I, on PS4, dog. It's in my mailbox uh, for you tomorrow. Come over and get it. I never played a second of this game ever. The only people I know that played it were you and, and Danny. They're the only two people I know, and you both like loved it. Absolutely loved the game. It's my favorite so, game of I might, all time. I, I might have to give it a shot. I have the all of them. I own them all, and they're all on PS4. So anytime you want, you can just tell me. I'll put it in the mailbox. You come grab it. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, I'll sanitize it. <laughs> I was going to say, wipe it down. I'll sanitize it with Lysol wipes, and you can go home and play the shit out of it. it t- bro, It's that was music to my ears. I'm, nothing's made me more happy yeah. than you no, saying I, that. I, I, I figured you would like it also when I'm when – I'm- Hoping for that, but I know it's not going to happen because of the news we heard. But I pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII: The Remake, the Deluxe Edition. I would love if it somehow dropped early, even though they said that you know the, the actual game's physical copy is going to be hard to find. I wish they shipped it out early. Give me something to do. You can go buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're in a recession right now. I got to be smart. Finish Ultra Moon. True. True. You could well, actually, I did actually finish Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, my friend. Oh my god, dude! You're you're bigger gamer than I am. So now I beat the entire Uncharted franchise. That's insane. You beat it before I could because I gave you my Lost Legacy, so I couldn't I, I, beat it. I, like honestly, I'll give you my quick opinions on it. Like yeah. I think I think it's a good game. I think it's worth it. They they tied enough of a story to the past and a past character that I think it was woven. You know, it was woven good enough to. To kind of stand on its own. I thought it was a little short, though. I think it was only nine missions. It's not supposed to be long. It, it was never a full-fledged game. It was always meant to be like a side questy type game. And honestly, dude, they could have released it as DLC for Uncharted 4, like an expansion, and that would have been enough. A twenty dollar expansion, but they went full. Okay, okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was it was that like little add on. Okay, so now, then I guess it was perfect. Then. Yeah, and I'm psyched. I think I bought it for like forty bucks. I don't think it was ever sixty. I think it launched at 40. I can't remember. Um, I I beat the first like three or four missions. Then I gave it to you to borrow. Two years later, you beat it, and I still haven't yet. So you beat the unfra- – <laughs> you and I gave you the four Uncharted games. So you took my Uncharted games and beat them before yep. I could. I am not – I have not beaten 
All five, I should say, not even four. So I've beaten the so, first so, four. So now you're going to have to go back and beat Uncharted The Lost Legacy. When when you give it back to me nice and Lysoled, I sure will. Don't worry. I'll, I, hey, I cleaned the game for all the guys said. It had scratches on it. I, I cleaned it with alcohol. It's nice and clean now. I appreciate you. My number two is Resistance. Um, oh. Fall man. of Man. I've never played. And I just said earlier. I love it. Um, First-person shooters aren't my jam. But again, if it has to take place in hell and you shoot aliens and da-da-da, as long as it's not a war sim, I mean, fuck it. Bioshock's my favorite game of all time, and it's a first-person shooter. So uh, it's just less of a shooter and more of like an adventure fucked-up shit game. So uh, Resistance, same deal, first-person shooter, but it's an alien invasion. They yep. have three of them all on PS3. For some reason, they never released them as like a PS4 remastered collection. I don't understand why. But resist- they only did they, they only did the PS the PS3 collection. Yeah, and for some reason I don't get why, but uh, for some reason the Resistance Twitter account the uh, I can't remember the developer, but that Twitter account keeps teasing out images of Resistance over the past month or so. So I'm thinking pretty soon. I would love a PS5 launch. Oh uh, God, I'm thinking pretty soon we're either going to get a new one on the five, maybe even the four because of the install base, or we might get a PS4 HD collection to get us through the summer. I uh, I would be totally open to that, and I would play all three of them in a row. Yeah, and they also released um, um, a Resistance game on the Vita, also, which I I have and be which was it was super fun, man. Yeah. I, I think it's a great it's a great franchise. They have one on PSP as well, but I I don't I owned a PSP, but I never played the Resistance on it. Yeah, my number two classic that like I said I I played very little bit of it because I never had an Xbox was Halo. I know the the first one. I think the first two that they were, you know, they were well well received. I know. I think they fell off since then. I know you said they fell off. Yeah, two is the most popular. One is arguably the most revolutionary for what it did to the first person shooter genre. Three was good. Four was three was damn good. Four was good, and five was kind of a train wreck. See, it's it just like you know. Again, I never had an Xbox, so like I only hear like how cool Halo was. It just like you know, it's like that FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like you almost kind of want to go back and play. Like what the hell did I miss for all these freaking years? Yeah, um, they just released on PC. I believe they released it on PC. The Halo Master Chief Collection, which does give you the first four Halo games on PC. And I know you have a PC to play games on, so you technically could go play all four Halo games with the original graphics or completely remastered graphics. Which well, my computer could take because I know you know Machi built it. I, w- I just wish I could. Could I play that game with a PlayStation controller yep. instead of an Xbox? Of course, yeah. Okay. You just have to, Maybe. you just have to um, tune the controller. I'm, I can't think of the word right now, but yeah, f- configure the controller settings to a PS4 controller, but I don't, I don't huh? see why you couldn't. That could be an idea. If not, you can, it's, it's a PC, right? You don't have a Mac. Yeah, PC. If not, I'll Lysol down an Xbox controller with a wire. You can plug it into your USB and play it that way. Yeah, I, but I, I just, it's just something about the feel for me. You know, like the PlayStation controller, it's just, it's right. Well, you made you made do with a Nintendo controller, so you did get over it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I did N64. I could do anything. That's right. My, <laughs> my number one is a Nintendo franchise that I'm surprised I've never played before. Um, much less other people should be surprised. They delayed the fourth one. I'm talking about Metroid Prime. Uh, wow. I've I've played Metroid. I've played Super Metroid. I've played Metroid Samus Returns, all that stuff. I've played Federation Force, but I've never played the Metroid Prime franchise, which is, again, oddly enough, the first-person shooter version of it. 
Um, but again, aliens in space and such. So uh, I have the first one on GameCube, the original. I'm waiting for them to drop the HD trilogy on Switch, which is when I'll dive in headfirst and play all three of them before the fourth one. That's an inevitability. It will happen. And at that time, I will get my first taste of playing Metroid Prime. Oh, can't believe I never played that. My number one. I always hear such great things about how the books were. I got to watch the the TV show and it got me actually pretty intrigued with it. A game I heard quite a bit about the Witcher series. That's I never played. Pick. I never played any of them. I'll, the only thing I hear that the game is very long and hard. Uh, that's that's about it. I mean, the only what I know is whatever Henry and Cable did on the show and what I was seeing there, but everything I saw there, I loved. I know you weren't as a fan as I was, right. you know, it was more for the books, but maybe I, you know, devote a whole year of my life to be <laughs> the Witcher three could be beaten in a hundred hours. No problem. Uh, you know what though? You could get the wild hunt complete edition with blood and wine and all the DLC for like 15 bucks on a good PlayStation sale. So even if you just waited for it to go on sale and bought it for 15 bucks you get hundreds of hours of gameplay if you wanted it and then you just have it there for a rainy day or a national crisis quarantine you just you just never know <laughs> it's a fact though it's perfect yeah there you go so right now you guys and girls can go play resident evil 3 the demo is available now oh and by the way i did oh you played it you it's, sneaky dog you it's 20 minutes not a big deal so you okay, can, sure yeah, you can beat the demo in 20 minutes. Um, took me 17 and I died. Was once. it scary? Was it scary? Dude, it's, oh my God. So it's, you know what it is? I, I heard it was terrifying. You know what it is? It's not as scary because it's a little bit more actiony than Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, okay. and, and Nemesis is so much different than Mr. X from, from Resident Evil 2. Nemesis, um, lunges at you and runs and swipes the shit like it's yeah, he fast. Swipes, yeah i saw i, I saw that he's yeah. fast as shit he's fast as shit and i did not expect that after mr x like lumbers around in a trench coat slowly walking after you which can be terrifying all on its own right because it's like it follows it's like it's coming nemesis is a little easier to dodge but it jumps out of nowhere and like lunges at you so it's a little bit more scary there it's it's more like tense yeah so, this 100%. one, yeah, this one was a lot more tense. Like I said, I played a little slice of it. You can go play it right now on Xbox, PS4. It's it's coming, and it might be out by the time we drop this. But uh, when it was supposed to come out, something happened where it, it didn't drop on PS4 yet. So um, you can play it on Xbox One right now. Probably PS4 by the time you're hearing this show. But yeah, Resident Evil Three Remake. It comes out in April, so uh, it's a month away. So if you don't want to play the demo, no big deal. You can wait till the game drops, but if you want a little 20-minute slice, it's available for free right now. And if you love that, then you're definitely going to like Resident Evil Resistance Open Beta coming March 27th and run through April 3rd. Yeah, and again, you can play that uh, starting in a week. Um, You can register for it right now. So if you'd like to um, register for it, you go on Resident Evil's website, you type in your information, they can send you... Uh, an approval for it, and you can play the beta. This is the um, Friday the 13th four-on-one style Resident Evil survival game that they teased a while back. It's ready to drop. It's this. It's the multiplayer that you're getting with Resident Evil 3. So it's the same game, basically, but just um, a different mode. So you can go play that where it's four survivors versus one monster, and the monster is a player, so it's five players total, and it's madness. So go enjoy that. 
Greg finally got his Nintendo Indie World showcase. And it stunk. Um, oh, I, I'm psyched that we got something. Uh, like something. But because I'm, I'm never going to complain about a direct of any kind. And I think that because we got this on the 17th, the leak said the 18th. Uh, for an indie world and the 26th for a direct. So I think that leak from the guy from Vulture Beat was spot on. So I think no, he, he, he nailed it. If anything else, even though this this mini direct, this, this indie world direct wasn't any good, that tells me we are, get, <laughs> we, we are getting a, a full Nintendo direct next week. So by the time we have this next podcast, we're going to be able to break down a full Nintendo direct. So I'm psyched on that. But you watched this indie world presentation yourself about 20 minutes. What did you think? Okay, out of the 20 minutes, I noted four games that I actually looked I – th- I thought they looked pretty cool. Let's hear I thought, Blue, I thought Blue Fire looked good. The That was the opener, right? Yeah, that yeah. they started with that. That, that one was – it, it was semi-appealing. I like that yeah, style. Yeah, it got my interest. That – I think it went right into Bark, mm-hmm. which, I, I thought, which I thought was it was different. I liked. Next was the – next was Skyracket. That's the I one – so that was my takeaway. It's available now, by the way. They shadow dropped it. Right after Side the presentation, scroll, right? it's a no. It's a shoot 'em up, like a two D shoot 'em up, with brick breaking. Like it's Galaga mixed with. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. It's like Galaga mixed with, um, like Space Invaders mixed with. I I can't remember the like. We'll call it Twin Breaker from that the game coming out from Colin Moriarty, um, and uh, Lily Mo. But like it's a brick breaker uh, shoot 'em up, which has never been done before. You're two kids in jetpacks with tennis rackets. And you have to break bricks and shoot shit. So it looked cool. I went on the Nintendo Switch eShop to like see if they had a demo and to check the price. If it's like 10 bucks, I'll jump in. It was 15 and there's no demo. So I I backed off. But that one looked okay. Yeah. And and last but not least, I got Exit the Gungeon. Yeah, I have Enter the Gungeon right now. Uh, It's a really good game. It's hard as shit. Um, Exit was the big final thing. Um and while I like the Gungeon series, I didn't love Enter the Gungeon enough to where I'll purchase the sequel, even though the sequel is a little different. It's not a roguelike shooter. It's more of like uh, an escape shooter. And it, okay. it looked cool, but I'm going to stay away from I'm not going to purchase a single game from today's indie world. Wow. Oh. Or I, if I, I had a bet, it would have been the Sky Racket. It would have been the Sky. If I had a bet on any one, you would have been. It would have been that one. That would be the closest one. It's the only one I went on the eShop to look at the price for. So you're not wrong. It's the one that I was most intrigued in for the entire Tuesday showdown showcase. I mean, right. so you're already waiting for the next one. That's right. <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone hit over six million players in its first 24 hours. That's insane. We. Uh, announced Warzone on the podcast last week. It's 150 player battle royale and then plunder the uh, cash grab mode. So yeah, I know Dan Nicolari from Connecticut was super psyched to play Warzone. I'm sure he loved it. Uh, We had some friends of the podcast that let us know that they loved it. I'm just not a Call of Duty guy. What I want to say though, if you're looking to get into Call of Duty and for some reason you're not, or if you want to get into the battle royal genre, I know Fortnite's free to play and stuff like that. You can download it for free, but this game is also free and you don't need call of duty to play. Oh, wow. You don't need modern warfare to play Warzone. So go check it out. 
Tales from the Borderlands looks to be making a comeback. Yeah, it's a really fun Telltale Borderlands game. It's not a main series game, more of a story-driven Borderlands game. Funny as hell, I beat it uh, when it came back out a couple years ago, but it looks to be getting a re-release with some new content. So maybe they were going to do a sequel, and then when Telltale shut down, they said, oh, no more, and then they just took whatever they had and said, fuck it, we'll just make it DLC for the first one. We don't know. It was leaked, um, and nothing's been confirmed yet, but... Tales from the Borderlands may be looking for a comeback. So if you're in the like the Telltale games, keep your eye out for this one. Kelly Fine doing a coronavirus relief speedrun marathon April 3rd through April 5th. Yeah, so April 3rd uh, awesome. through the 5th. Yeah, that weekend we're going to get a speedrun marathon from our friends over at Calithon. They do their annual um, speedrun week every year, and it's probably outside of GDQ and ESA. It's probably my third favorite speedrun marathon uh, a lot of my speedrun friends live out that way, so they actually partake in the actual marathon. So it's cool to see them on stream and interact with them while they're running. But they are the first ones to step up and do a coronavirus relief marathon from April 3rd to 5th. I was expecting GDQ to do like a weekend one. I still think that's going to happen. I still think 100%. And I, I think people are going to follow suit. And I, what, right. And I think that this was the GDQ probably already had it planned, they just haven't announced it yet. I think with Calithon being the first to announce is a good thing, but GDQ, as soon as they announce theirs, it's going to be the big one. So uh, yeah, keep it, keep an eye out for a GDQ coronavirus stream. This could be sad news. Final Fantasy VII Remake physical copies might be arriving late. Yeah, you, you had alluded to it earlier when you mentioned that you bought it. So tell us a little story about like why you went and purchased the physical version. Well, I mean, number one, I, that was, to my knowledge, I think it was like the only Final Fantasy game like I ever really like played like religiously. You know, back when you had to play all ten discs. <laughs> yeah, and just like playing the demo, it just kind of brought it back to me, and just the way it looked and, and what they added, and I, I just had a blast playing it. And I was like, you know what? I saw, I read something online that said, hey, you might not get it day release. I got nervous, checked on Amazon. Like, let me see, maybe it says you know might not get it delayed. They still said you were going to get it April 10th, the day it comes out. So I said, ah, eh, fuck it. Let me spend 80 get the deluxe version. Hell yeah, dude. It's only 20 bucks more. Yeah, that, that's the way I looked at it. Like, you get like a, a PlayStation backdrop for your screen when you like turn on your PS4. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I think I might get like a character or I get some kind of weapon or something. So I was like, ah, eh, it's only 20 bucks. And because they're going to be making less copies of that, you might have a better chance of it actually arriving. So you might have just bought yourself insurance for 20 bucks, really. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. Make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Pokemon that were previously version exclusives have now been made available in Sword and Shield. So if you bought Sword and you're like, well, shit, I can't get Galarian Ponyta or Galarian Corsola. Or if you bought Shield and you said, shit, I can't get Sir, uh, Galarian Farfetch'd or Surfetch'd and I can't get Galarian Darmaku. Uh, now you can, my friends, because in Max Raid Battles right now online, these Pokemon are available regardless of the version that you own. So if you're still looking to fill your decks and you don't have anybody to trade with, now you can. Smart move. Huge smart move, Pokemon. Hugely smart move. I think they're even calling it like the completion rate or something. Like they're very aware that this is going to be very popular for those people that don't have the ability to trade with other people. You know, well, I, I, was, I wish they did it a little sooner, but that's okay. No, I was going to say, well, you figure, you know, everyone's kind of home right now. What yeah. a great way to have, keep, you know, keep you playing Pokemon 
bam, what, what a great idea. Yeah, let's let's move into the movie section. We're not going to have an upcoming because uh, movie theaters have been shut down. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, we, they don't even want us in 10 or more group of, groups of people now. Yeah, well, that, that would have been good news for Birds of Prey fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I should have went with Cats. Should have went with cats. Oh, oh dude, I, I read a, the cat. Did you see the cat yeah. story that's going around? Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. the the version that everybody wants, the cut that everybody wants. Yeah, there is someone. Someone literally, their job was to literally CGI the cat's butthole out. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Yeah, the butthole cut. That's right. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, cat butts are so funny that uh, there's. I bought a set of magnets for Ashley a couple Christmases ago. They're just cat asses. That's all the magnet is. The magnet is <laughs> a cat's cat butt. It's the cat butthole. That's all it is. Of course you did. Yeah, it's so uh, funny. But yeah, no more theaters. Uh, you know, listen, we're going to debut a, a new segment a little bit later in the show uh, where we run down all the things that have been delayed and or canceled from the coronavirus. So when there's we no mo- right when there's no movies to be played, there's no reason for a theater to be open. They don't want to risk it. And I don't I don't blame them. Yeah, it's bad to be in Hollywood right now. Well, hell, dude, it's bad to be in in alive right now. And uh, I think <laughs> not wrong. I think by the time we air next week, there's there's not going to be a reason for movie theaters to be open anyway because of the whole essential business and then like the life um, life altering business. Like if you're not in an absolutely vital business, then you have to close. So movie yeah. theaters wouldn't have qualified for that anyway. So it was only a matter of time till they got shut down. Um, especially because there are no movies playing because okay. they've all been pulled. Okay, but do you agree with GameStop? Do you hear that they said that they're uh, that that that's that's going to end? I mean, that's they okay, they're yeah. only they're solely doing that because Animal Crossing and Doom come out and they just want to get yeah. those sales. That because of the shutdown of life altering businesses, uh, then they're gonna they're gonna join suit in that. They can consider themselves essential, but the CDC dropped will force them. They dropped a list of what life altering businesses mean, like telecom and food services. Yeah. GameStop ain't none of that. <laughs> nope. With movie theaters being shut down, Universal and and some other companies decided to do some really cool stuff. Um, they're gonna drop some of their movies on demand instead of theatrically. Day and date, the day they were supposed to hit theaters, the new Trolls movie, The Hunt, Invisible Man, uh, they're all gonna get released on demand for twenty dollars a piece to rent for forty eight hours. A high price point, but if you want to see these movies in theaters, now you can from the comfort of your own home. I mean, about damn time. I I think that this should have been done, you know, a little bit sooner. I think I, the only reason I think movie theaters still exist is because the size of the screen and the experience. You can't get that at 100%. home. One hundred percent. And even movie theaters to me are feeling the hurt because they had to introduce forty X just to get people back in seats. But but True. if any industry on this planet is overpriced, it's movie theaters. And for them not to have learned their lessons still to this day. It boggles my mind how movie ticks are so expensive. So I can understand the $20 price point for a 48-hour watch. That's the price of two people going to the movies. It's actually less than two people going to the movies. And the average moviegoer is a group of two or more. So at the same time, if you really think about it, if you took your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, to the movie theater, you're paying less for the $20 rent than you are for the tickets. You're just losing the experience of being in the theater. Yep. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Birds of Prey and other films as well, and I, I expect a lot of films to follow suit yep. on this, um, are actually going to release way early on digital, earlier than they should have. And to your point, like you said, I wish they would drop Final Fantasy VII early, and a lot of people yep. are calling for Animal Crossing to come out early. Hulu listened. 
they dropped little fires everywhere on Hulu early. So they pushed that early state up. That's awesome. That's a, that's a TV show. It's not a movie, but point being that like birds of prey, the rise of Skywalker, um, bloodshot frozen Two. these things are all dropping way earlier than they were originally planned just for the customer experience and to help these people get through these times. That to me is a big W. Yeah, because especially Bloodshot, that just came out. Yeah. And like it basically came out when all this was going down, and it, it didn't do too well at the box office. So, right. you know, they won't, they won't want people to see this damn movie. And this is its chance, too. I, I heard it's going to hit streaming, not on demand. So I think it's skipping the whole pay 20 bucks for it because nobody would. And, like, it'll go right to Netflix or Amazon Prime Video for a free and, stream, and they can make their money that way. And real quick, I just looked at Bloodshot. Their budget's $45 million. They only opened worldwide $25.1. Ouch. Yeah, that, that's yeah. definitely – I they definitely sold the rights to a streamer. I don't know who, but I, I – they, they had to start recouping something. For for sure. I mean, they're not going to make that back on on-demand sales because, again, nobody's going nobody's gonna to want to see it. You know, there's such I mean, a. You, I mean, you'll have your comic book fans. You'll you'll have some that want to see it. Yeah, but they're yeah. at the same time. I even think all these comic book fans. You can only have so many comic book movies before you just feel the burnout. And no, you're right. I mean, if you're seeing the same, you know, Marvel film over and over, the same, you know, uh, of course you're going to get burnout. But if it's something new and interesting, okay. But you know, I've heard decent things, nothing, nothing mind blowing. But I, I still got to say it. Yeah. And the only piece of actual movie news we have this week is Scream is getting rebooted. I, I don't even know how I feel. It hasn't been that long. I grew up watching Scream. I don't know. Yeah. Do, do we need it? Um, Scream 4, I think, was this decade or it was in the last decade. So I don't know if that needs to be rebooted or if it's going to be a Scream 5. I think it's going to be a reboot of the franchise. Yeah, same. Um. I, I I just don't know. Like it just seems so early. That opening shot is so iconic in the annals of horror history that mm-hmm. if you can recreate that well, like you've at least sold me. But at the same time, you're not going to get Drew Barrymore. Um, and maybe maybe she needs the money. You don't know. But at the same time, she was a kid in that. She was like a teenager in that, and that's what maybe made it all just- fucked up. Well, maybe she plays a mom in this. You know, it happens to her daughter or something like that. Shoo, I don't. I, I could see a reboot. I just like to your point. I just don't know if we need one. True. Hey, there's maybe because kids now they don't know what Scream is, but we we see that mask. We know exactly what the hell it is. Yeah, sure, sure, uh, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the TV section. Did you watch Hey Big Boy from Burke Kreischer yet? That I did, my friend. Me too. And. It, it was solid. I, I talked to my buddy Judd, who he actually does not like Burt Kreischer, hates him. But he watched this special, and he said it, it's his best one to date. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I am in the Me same personally, boat. Oh, you think it's his best? I think it's his best one yet, and I don't like his stuff. I don't think he's very funny. So Okay. I so think you he, and Judd are see eye to eye. Yeah, I think he's actually a more interesting comedian than he is funny. I think his stories are interesting. I don't think they're necessarily funny. I thought this was actually a pretty laugh out loud special that I enjoyed. It had a little bit of a lull there towards the end, and I think it ended pretty poorly. But overall, I thought it was his best special. And and that was one of the main things I, when I was talking to Judd about it, I said his closer, his second um, Secret Time, that was his second special on Netflix. His closer is one of the best I ever heard. Like, he didn't like that. It was, I knew he wasn't going to land it like he did. Like, his first special, The Machine, he ended with The Machine Story. That's a fantastic, hilarious story. The second one was about when he went to basketball camp. 
I don't. I don't even want to say anything because you have to hear him say because it it's. I think it's one of his best bits. Yeah. But I. I, st- I still think it, you know. We. You need a laugh. He just basically tells stories and makes fun of his daughters and wife. Dude, that was to me. That was so funny. I think that's another reason why I connected with it because he was just like my daughter's stupid as fuck. <laughs> like and he told all these uh-huh. stories about his daughters being ridiculous. Oh, and again, he tells uh, in his last special, he tells a hilarious baseball story about his daughter, and it was freaking hysterical. Again, I still think this was good. It's worth the watch, but I just don't think it's his best. Yeah, I watched it at five in the morning and surprisingly laughed and wasn't totally dead to the world, but I didn't wake up Ashley, so I guess it wasn't that But that, 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 that says a lot, though. Five, you know, to be laughing at 5 a.m., that's tough. Yeah, I, I just thought it was, I thought it was his best one, but again, I'm not a Burt Kreischer fan, so that doesn't necessarily mean that like I love yeah, it. and and I I love Burke Kreischer. Me and my nephew Nico, we got to see him live in Philly. Hilarious. Let's go into some reviews. We have two reviews back to back for Westworld and The Walking Dead. We're gonna get into the Westworld season three premiere episode. So episode one for season three, with new characters, locations, and interests. Westworld is back and more dynamic than ever. Now totally reinvigorated after two solid but inconsistent seasons. While it no doubt has plenty of secrets left to reveal, the action is simpler and more straightforward, with an emphasis on character development and world building that uh, has to make the show feel more satisfying moment to moment. Ado. Yes. I saw the first season. I really enjoyed it. Second season, I think I only saw the first four or five, then I fell off. Maybe one day I'll pick it back up, but eh, it's it's good to hear that it's actually good. I think Aaron Paul's in this season, so that's my boy. Yep, that he is. Yeah, I I watched the first six episodes and I kind of fell off after that. I never gave season two a chance. I don't think it's a show I'm ever going to return to. I once it got weird, I was out. I was actually looking forward to just a good solid like western style uh, yeah, show. So, so that's yeah. when I just picked up Deadwood and just just said fuck it. I'll just go to an actual western instead. Yeah. So let's go to Walk with Us from the uh, Walking Dead, the latest episode that was a big shocker. It's the only reason it's on here. The ratings were up after the lowest of all time last week. Walk With Us could have been one of the best Walking Dead episodes, but it was paced and plotted out in a bizarre way that left us asking questions for most of the episode with regards to how things ended from the night before. Some mid-card character deaths and a big final twist that took down blank helped elevate it in the end. 7-5. Another 8-0. Now, I, you, I saw, you watched yep, it. I saw it, yep. I, I saw know it, you did. And I, I probably, I probably, you know, eight O is kind of strong. That's why I said seven five. I don't know if it hit that eight O, but there was, there was a big death in it. It was to me a long time coming. Um, again, same shit, same consistency shit. You know, but stuff happened a little bit. It just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's hard to put my finger on. But I, I got enjoyment out of it, and that's, that's all that matters. Was at least, was it at least a little different than the normal? Nothing happens for forty two minutes. Yes, you get the you know, yeah. Then that's why I said something. A little bit happens in the beginning. There's a little bit of battle going on. Something happens midway, and it's like that's what I'm saying. It, it kind of, um, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, there was a lot of death. Yeah, a lot. Of, I'll just say that maybe more now. Negan could be back in a good or bad way again. Yeah, Negan. Negan had that. a choice to make, and he made one that could could have twisted you a little bit. No, and, and I, I like the choice you made. Yeah. I actually like it, so, yeah. Wow, Sam just said The Walking Dead and the word like in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> hey, every blind squirrel finds another once <laughs> yeah, in a while. Yeah, that's right. Pokemon Twilight Wings dropped episode three the other day. 
of its seven part series that they're dropping whenever the fuck they feel like it. <laughs> and for the first time it featured a new Galar Pokemon. Like holy hey, shit, go. dude. I've been waiting for it. And uh Wooloo was the star of this episode. Um so it featured Hop, who is your actual rival in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and his Wooloo, which he does have throughout the game. So it was very, very games um uh like True to true to the game, if you will, um, okay. and it uh, you know it was only six minutes. Um, the reaction on Twitter was a lot of people cried. I got a text message from Jim when I texted him. I said, "Yo, dude, episode three dropped." He said, "Cool, I'll watch it and text you back." Seven minutes later, he got. I got. Fuck you! Why'd you make me watch that? I'm crying now. So wow. uh, so it was what a Pokemon te- died, <laughs> dude. Close. It was a tearjerker. Um, not for me because I've seen. The anime way too many times to know what was going to happen and it what i thought was going to happen was exactly what happened so <laughs> i'll pass on that but it was cool to see multiple galar pokemon not just wooloo yamper was in there which is a lot of people's favorite the little electric doggy so uh the corgi yep. the corgi so uh it, it was very heavy on gen 8 pokemon which i'll take that's all i really wanted was it a tearjerker, like everybody else said, I'll leave that up to you to decide. It didn't get me in that way. I mean, it's a six-minute Pokemon thing. If you gotta, if you gotta, gonna cry over it, that's that's cool. This is not, it's not what I'm gonna. Do. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I'm a crier too. Like I am not afraid to cry at movies. Shit, dude. Rudy still gets me, and I'm 31 years old. So, uh, let's move to our last story in the TV section. Sam Bleach is coming back. Yay! So. Again, it, it, it's funny, Box 6 on Blu-ray just came out. I just got that in the mail yesterday. So the original series was 366 episodes. They had four movies. Um, now I know that there was, I guess they had to cancel early for some reason. But now the manga's last arc, the Thousand Year Blood War, it's finally getting an anime ad- adaptation will premiere in 2021. I, I saw Johnny Young Bosch, you know, tease a little something on, on IG. So it... He has to come back because I don't want anyone else to play the voice of Ichigo. It has to be John Young Bosch. Yeah, Bleach was one of my favorite animes. I love that. And that, that was something we thought about for the top three this week was like, what other anime should come back? And I had my top three ready in case you said yes, but we went with the video game franchises, so you know I was happy about that. No, and, and, and that's kind of why I picked it, and we could always just use that other anime one because that, that that's a great one right there. So Bleach fans, get hyped because it's coming back. Um, super psyched on it. I don't know if they announced any more details. Did you find any? No, that, that what I basically just said is is what, what all I got. Yeah, no episode number or anything like that. Uh, no, I just I thought I think it's just a movie. Oh, okay. Well, then it shouldn't be I, in the TV section. My bad, people. Well, I mean, hey, I could be wrong. Unless it's going to be like a twelve or twenty-six episode story arc, it depends. You know, how long do they want to drag it out? Do they have a big story to tell, or or is it just this? I don't know how long the the, the last manga was. So yeah. Let's move into the other section and the quick update on WrestleMania. So early in the week, WrestleMania WWE came out and said WrestleMania is going to take place. Uh, it's going to get canceled from Tampa Bay due to coronavirus and take place in the Performance Center, just like Raw and SmackDown have been without fans. And that was crazy that WrestleMania was not going to have any fans in it. And I, I've watched Raw. I've watched SmackDown over the last couple weeks or the last week because there's no audience and I want to see how they pulled it off. It's so different. It's terrible because they just show old matches. They showed the entire Men's Royal Rumble on Raw, and they showed an Elimination Chamber match from last uh, last week's pay-per-view on SmackDown. You're wasting an hour of my fucking time, thanks. 
But uh, yeah, I, I watched terrible. a little bit of the Stone Cold stuff. Yeah, he kicked Byron Saxon right in the balls. That oh, was, that, that alone was hilarious. That was worth the watch. That was great. I'll, I'll give it that. But so I watched that, and I was like, "How are they going to do Mania in this tiny little room without fans?" And you know what? They actually came out later in the week and said, "You know what? Fuck it. We're changing it again. We're going to do Saturday night and Sunday night, a two night extravaganza." The week of April 5th and 6th, uh, or 4th and 5th, I think it is. Uh, we're going to do WrestleMania at 7 o'clock each night. And former Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski is going to host both nights. Hey, <laughs> he's coming in quick. That's what he got signed for, I guess. Dude, what a weird turn of events. Yeah. Not Dude, only, I, I don't even know how it's going to look. I, I don't know. Not only is WrestleMania for the first time ever not going to be done in front of fans, not only for the first time ever is it going to be done in the Performance Center, but it's going to be for the first time ever stretched over two nights. So there's like a ton of firsts, a ton of history in this. And uh, I mean, you got to watch it. There's no way you're skipping it. I watch every pay-per-view regardless if I watch Raw or SmackDown because cause I love wrestling and I love pay-per-views. This is no different. I'm going to watch it. I just, I'll tell you, man. Um, something I'll talk about in a minute. They did it right because they didn't show old matches and they actually debuted new characters. So we'll talk about that in a second. But WWE is doing the opposite where they're just bringing back old people, which is fine. Bring back Taker for his match. Bring back Stone Cold to get the to get the TV pop. Bring back Cena. Jeff Hardy made his return and he wrestled. But what a, but what a bad time to bring back Stone Cold who like thrives on fans. Right. Like, and he yeah. even has his like broken skull IPA with him now instead of Steve Weiser's. So like there was nobody to really that pop would have been there. But like, and even AEW decided, fuck it, we're gonna debut two guys, um, two huge guys that on their own right deserve their own episode each, and deserved an audience to do it in front of. And they said, fuck it, no fans, and we'll debut you the same night just because we're gonna win the ratings war. That's probably gonna put them over a million uh, for yeah. the first time at live. But. They're due. But WWE, man, like, I'll watch Mania. I was having a conversation with somebody on Twitter. I apologize. I forget your name, like your Twitter handle. But he said, you know, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, and now without fans, it does nothing for me. And my response was, even if you like wrestling 1%, what other sports are on right now? What other action? (laughs) What other action can you get? And if you sign up for the network, you get the free 30 days. So why don't you, like... I see all these people online. I'm going to watch Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever, Disney Plus. And I'm over here like, let's just watch every WrestleMania on the WWE Network. Like, what a great, great way, idea. What a great way to pass the time on quarantine is putting on old pay-per-views and just reliving that. So if you sign up, you get the 30 days for free. Just go binge a bunch of pay-per-views and get this WrestleMania for free. You can't beat that. It's free. So even good if you idea, like wrestling... Idea. Even if you like wrestling 0%, it's the only live sports entertainment we have right now. So, like, enjoy it. Yeah, take take it for what it's worth. And that's why AEW Dynamite last night, like I said, they made some big uh, unveilings. They brought two new wrestlers in. Brody Lee made his appearance as the Exalted One, finally, after months of teasing. That is Luke Harper from WWE. And, oh, by the way, the TV debut of Broken Matt Hardy. He's back, baby. We reported that he was back last week or two weeks ago because he did drop that YouTube video announcing that he was going to come to AEW, but nobody knew when. And then last night, all of a sudden at the ending segment, uh, as he's going to be a face, 
uh, when he comes in, but he's just going to be the broken one. So like at the same yeah. time, he doesn't need to be a face or heel. He's kind of just doing his own thing. Uh, while the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, um, Santino and Ortiz, Santina, wow, Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager were all like to Cody Rhodes and and Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page and one of the Young Bucks since the other one's out. They're like, you guys are down, man. You know, Nick Jackson's injured or Matt Jackson. I can't remember which one is injured. What are you guys going to do? And then all of a sudden, Vanguard One, which is Matt Hardy's drone, comes down from the rafters and lands in the ring. And there's Matt Hardy up in the rafters. Yes. And then starts, dele- <laughs> and then starts so deleting great. people. Um, his string of white hair is now red. So uh, I guess that takes away the copyright of the character that WWE owned. No, and, and that, I was literally about to say that. I was like, huh, it's a wonder that he could still do the broken Matt Hardy. Well, he owned – there was a big lawsuit with Impact. He actually ended up owning the broken. Remember in WWE, he was woken, not broken. Yeah, oh, woken, you're right. So he could go back to the broken. So, yeah, he decided to go back to broken, which in oh, my sure. opinion is the best character in all of wrestling. So from nothing else <laughs> but a crazy promo, funny as shit thing, we're going to get broken Matt Hardy in AEW and he's going to pop ratings like unbelievably. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's end. Uh, well, we're going to have our CGC spotlight, but let's end the segments with a brand new segment named after the song, The Way It Is The Hardest Part. <laughs> it's all the things that have been delayed or shut down due to the coronavirus. So we have the what list a, here. What a freaking list. Yeah, so we have a list here. We're not going to go one by one and give reactions. I'm just going to do the list, and then we're just going to pick out the ones that we want to spend a second on. But here are all the things that have been delayed and or canceled in the last week due to coronavirus. Because remember, our last two episodes, we still talked about things, three episodes that were canceled and stuff like that. We've just decided instead of doing it in the movies and TV section, just do it at its own. One big thing at the very end. um, Just... Pray to God that these things all happen. We have a delay for the Black Widow movie that will now no longer be coming in May. We have a delay to the production of the Batman. The Uncharted movie did not lose its seventh director. It's just on hold now. Yeah. So that movie can't find a fucking break. Uh, Jurassic World 3, I think it's called Dominion or Damnation or something. That movie's been delayed. The Matrix 4 production's been delayed. Uh, a movie that I said was never, ever going to come to theaters, and I'm sticking by it. New Mutants has been delayed. I think, I think this is like the fifth or sixth pushback. It's funny as hell that I have actually am winning that bet. I'm telling you, so it's, it's never going to so make it to far. theaters. Uh, the Avatar sequels production has been halted, so who knows what's going to happen with those. Uh, the L- Disney live-action Mulan has been delayed. Fast and Furious 9 has been delayed a year. Yeah, a whole year. Wow. That's insane. I'm assuming they looked at the release schedule and they don't want to go up against anything else, so yeah, they're moving that, it out. That's what I thought, too. To yeah. give it its own time. A Quiet Place 2's production has been delayed. Fantastic Beasts 3 has been delayed. And in uh, in television, The Witcher Season 2's production has been delayed. Yes. Um, Spiral, the Saw movie from Chris Rock, has been delayed. Antebellum's production has been delayed. Amazon Lord of the Rings production has been delayed. Loki and WandaVision. Their production have been delayed. Uh, even though WandaVision wrapped shooting, I don't know if Loki wrapped shooting, but obviously there's nobody around to do the editing and stuff. So that production has been delayed. I'm assuming they're just gathering a lot of work from home staff and they'll continue to work on post-production from home. Yeah, exactly. But the show will be delayed. Stranger Things 4's production has been delayed. And most recently, as of today, the day we're recording, which is Thursday the 19th of March, the Friends reunion for HBO Max's production has been delayed. 
Dude, that whole list, that's just that's, that's horrible. That's a bunch of bangers. There's like not one shitty yeah. movie on the dude, list. Dude, like I was like, damn, I, I kind of want to see everything on here. Kind kind of, yeah. I think at one point I would have seen them all. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, only one Andy Bellum. That's the only one I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, Everything. I don't even know and, what and it Fantastic is. Fantastic Beast. I, I can wait for that. What, I'm in no rush. Which one of these hurts the most for you? Batman. Yeah, I figured. I, I don't know. On. I mean, I we just don't know when this whole coronavirus is gonna be done, so we just have yeah. no idea what this is gonna do. I'm telling you, man, the reason we have gaming up front the last two weeks is because this this virus hasn't really slowed down gaming just yet, but it's gonna. Yeah, because everyone's just at home playing. <laughs> like E3 has been canceled and all those other conferences. Yeah. Gamescom is going to probably be pushed back. But at the same time, these games that are release- releasing in, in March and April, those games are safe because they're done. But yeah, the games 100%. that, you know, what about Last of Us Part Two is supposed to come out in May? Who knows what that's going to look like? That's why I'm just praying like to shit my Final Fantasy VII early, please. Yeah, it's, come the, on. it's the games that are going to hit this summer that I'm worried about getting delayed. So, yeah. Yeah, we're probably going to add some games to the list of the things that the wait is the hardest part. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week? Spotlight this week, we got Batman Vengeance of Bane special number one. The origin and first appearance of Bane. I have it in 9.8 white pages. It came out January 1993. A Chuck Dixon story, a Graham Nolan and Eduardo Burrito art. And a Glenn Fabry cover. Beautiful book. Um, I'm a little baned out at the moment. I just, from all the films, and we got this Bane, this Bane. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of ready to move on. But I figure I have to own this book. I, I do like Bane. But just, let's get some th- different villains here. So on the CGC census, there's actually 12 9.9s. So it's mint. I've never seen one. Would like to own one because now I never realized that there's 810 9.8s. Jesus. Seven. 709 96s and 403 94s. Again, it's the reason it's like that because the book it's actually a 64 page little special book, so it looks it's a little more sturdy than your you know traditional comic. Um, and the, basically, the synopsis is as you would think Bane's the sole survivor of, the, of a venom experiment in his um, hometown, it's in, well, in South America. Um, he basically gets sent to the toughest prison. On the island, he's the worst inmate there. Um, he survives, like I said, the venom, and he gets his berserk strength. And when he breaks free, the first thing he says is, I have my eyes set on Gotham City, and I'm going to break the bat. So if you like Bane, check it out. Batman, Vengeance of Bane special, number one. Is what's on the back? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Your back is the favorite's part. And it says, get him by the crosshairs. Zone, Super Nintendo entertainment system oh my god is it the super scope is it the super yes it is oh my god extra, extra super scope you shoot from the hip i yep. am such a fucking nerd i'll i yeah, that's so funny you called that i'll take a picture of the front and back so we post it on ig yes i appreciate that dude uh do you own any nine nines uh i i act you know it's funny i actually owned Funny, it was actually a Bane book. It was when actually Bane broke Batman's back. I owned a 9-9 double cover. I believe the only one in existence. Holy shit. I won it at Comic Connect, and I sold it last year. I forget what book I was getting, but it had to go. You know, sacrifices had to be made. Good for you, man. 
Well, uh, sacrifice had to be made, and, and so does editing have to be made because i got to go edit this show. It's going to take me a yes, while you do. with this new format. But I appreciate uh, everybody that's listening, and it's going to be this format for just a little bit here until this all blows over. But we're not going to not bring you a show. Uh, you know, We know you're starving for entertainment, locked away, and wherever the hell you are. But please stay safe. Please don't be like those kids on the beach in Florida. Um, oh my god that's just <laughs> oh, idiots. Do, idiots do the right thing and continue to listen to our show because we're going to be there for you every single week as we always have been for the last four years nothing's going away about that thank you everybody for listening to episode 178 we'll be back next week with episode 179 I've been disconnected